Welcome to my testimony and today, wow, <laughs> this one is a wow for me because we have we have um, Dexter Thomas and Elizabeth Thomas and who? Teliza. Teliza. Wow, this is going to be a beautiful one, man. Welcome to my testimony, guys. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. What a joy. So before we get into my testimony today, let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we just thank you so much for this beautiful day, for the weather and for everything that you have provided for us so far. We thank you for Dexter and Elizabeth and Talissa. And we just pray that as they share their testimony with us today, that our hearts would be blessed and that the words that they will speak and what you put on their heart would be from you and that all of the viewers will just be tremendously blessed from this testimony we pray in jesus name amen, amen. amen. praise god yep. amen. so um so dexter we're going to start with you um give us a little bit of you know a little bit of your history history your background where you grew up yeah that kind of thing. yeah a little bit of your story mm. so i was born in um the little island from the twin island republic uh, of tobago Trinidad and Tobago. Mm -hmm. And when I was about seven, some person that visited my elementary school noticed I couldn't see well and recommended that I attended the school for the blind in Trinidad. Okay. Um, my parents were separated. My okay. dad was, was abusive and he, my mom literally ran off with her seven children. And then somehow my dad ended up finding a way to get us back. Um, so when I was seven is when I got reunited with my mom. Okay. Um, I attended that boarding school until about 13. And then I, I um, entered regular high school. And that, that, was, that was the journey. It, it was tough. Um, I, had to, I had to improvise. The teachers improvised with me. But man, even from those early years, I realized when you keep pushing and you keep um, striving, people open doors for you. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So, so were you born blind or you you saw a little bit before? So I was born legally blind, and I won't give you my my, my comedy pieces on on my testimony. <laughs> I was born legally blind. And about seven, so I, I, for the most of my life, I saw probably five feet in front of me. Okay. okay. Um, which is why I was able to function, not safely, but I was able to function barely without using a cane. But okay. that wasn't a wise thing. That was more pride from not, from being blind right. and the shame of being blind. Right. About seven years ago, I, um, lost most of that little sight I had. So now it's basically um, with good disparity. I, you know, it's basically light and darkness, basically. And with okay. good disparity, I can see a little more. But it's, it's, it's amazing you asked that question because in 2012, 
2011, sorry, I started a non-profit for the blind, where blind people could call over the phone okay. yes. and access computer classes. Mm. They could exercise like a gym over the mm. phone wow. and so on. Uh, and because I started that ministry, I wanted to get more involved in the blind community. And one of the things blind people hate is other blind people who don't use a cane. Okay. Oh, really? So in, in order to be one of them, okay. I went and I learned to use the cane in 2012. And then 2013, I really needed to use the cane because that's when I lost most of the sight I had. So you, so you grew up in, uh, in, in Trinidad. So it's Trinidad and Tobago, but you were born in Tobago. You grew up in Trinidad, correct? Born in Tobago, grew up in Trinidad from seven, migrated to the States when I was 25, which was, mm. was that, two years ago? Mm. And, um, <laughs> okay. Colin, uh, yeah. I, I don't like how Dawn laughed at me. She laughed at me like you lying. <laughs> that, that, that's just her laugh. That's just her laugh. <laughs> <laughs> don't take it personal thank you <laughs> yeah and it's been I've, so i've been here for almost 20 years now um and this this has been oh my goodness such a life-changing experience what brought me to the states is i and this contributed i got knocked down by a car oh, and i wow. sustained a broken arm and a broken leg and it woke me up to how short life is mm. you know when when you're 24 you think you have another hundred years to live at of least, course. right? You feel invincible. And that woke me up. I realized I was really mediocre and I wasn't really living, uh, uh, I was living average. And you know, average is the worst of the best and the best of the worst. Right. And that's what I was doing. And after that accident, I really started putting my best foot forward. And it's amazing, man. I mean, my grades went from C average to, to A and A minus. Mm-hmm. And I was the same me, but just a shift in my right. attitude that yeah. you can't take life for granted. And then because of that, Trinidad became really too small for me. Okay. The opportunities were not there, but I didn't know that before because right. I was content to live average. Right. But once I decided to excel in excellence, mm. then I needed more. My, my hunger deepened. And that's when God kind of called me to the States and uh, to Oakwood College and, you know, the rest is history. Okay. So you came directly to the States just to study in Oakwood? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, um, I just felt that calling. I saw all of these great, um, you know, the Barry Blacks, the C.D. Brooks, the E.E. E. Clevelands, mm. these great luminaries, these mm. preachers of, of hope and righteousness. Right. And I wanted to matriculate where they went. Right. Um, so I, I felt that, that call and doors just opened like amazingly. Mm. Perfect, perfect. So why did you choose theology? Um, I used to, I used to sing Calypso. I used to sing Calypso when I was a teenager. Okay. Um, and one of my stories is, you know, I, I made the national competition Mm. in extempo. Extempo is when you just go up on the stage and you freestyle. They give you a verse. I mean, they give you a topic and you have to sing four lines on that topic on the spot. Okay. Wow. And I, I made that I was in a national competition in front of 20,000 people. And, and I was first runner up, hmm. but what I don't like telling people is I was first runner up, but there were only two of us in the competition. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like sharing that bit of information. And, um, so that, so when the Lord called me, um, when I became a Christian and the Lord, I had all this talent. I used to write Calypso and, and, you know, what do you do with all of that? Hmm. And then right. I started writing sermons from that same gift. 
Wow. Um, and I would preach around the island and people were just fascinated. The blind guy, he's preaching and, and he's just quoting all these Bible passages without looking into, into the Bible. Mm -hmm. And they were blown away and they liked me, especially um, when it was um, the outdoor, outdoor meetings in the mm -hmm. night when right. we had no electricity. Right. They're like, you're the best guy. You're the best preacher right now. <laughs> right. And, and after preaching around, they like people kept encouraging me. Why don't you just go do theology? You, you do it already, oh, you know. Okay. And um, that's how the Lord kind of directed in that, um, in that, in that direction. Okay. Got okay. you. I Got understand. you. And and Elizabeth, your story is just as com um, compelling. So tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about your so upbringing you and where you were born and everything. Mm -hmm. So I was born in Canada in um, about an uh, hour outside of Vancouver, mm -hmm. um, British Columbia, and um, I lived there all my life. Um, we lived in three homes okay. there um, with my parents and my brother, and um, and it was when I had moved out was when I um, went off to college at, in Alberta at, um, it was then called Canadian University College, now it's Berman University. Mm -hmm. And I went there to study um, teaching. Okay. Yes. Nice. And uh, and then Elizabeth, you um, so you, your parents are from where? Um, so both my parents are from the Netherlands, and they um, my dad first immigrated to Canada um when he was twenty, and um, and then sorry, uh, okay, she stopped playing. No, that's my fine. That's okay. No, uh, you, guys, you guys are still loading. You're still going. Keep going. Um, so my dad immigrated there first, and then afterwards, um, my mom actually just went to visit Canada because mm -hmm. her brother um, was living there, and my parents met in Vancouver then at a at an international dance, and um, and then they ended up getting married, um, and so then my mom immigrated to Canada. So. Um, so that's kind of how my beginning started. So um, a lot of my relatives are still in the Netherlands, also. Oh, most okay. of them. Nice. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so Dexter, did you meet Elizabeth at, as at a dance also, like how your um, <laughs> parents met? <laughs> no man, she stalked me. She stalked me. She's online. a stalker. I, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> We 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 gotta get into that Too story. Much. We gotta get into that story a little bit because I want to know how you guys met, yeah. but but not yet though, not yet. Um, I just want to go back to you, Dexter. So, tell us a little bit what happened when you got to Oakwood and, and how was Oakwood? How for was you? that experience? Yeah. Oh Lord have mercy! I was as ignorant as a rock because I didn't even know they they charge for um. I forgot that you're supposed to pay tuition. What you know? <laughs> What? Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I was ignorant as a rock. I showed up to Oakwood. I, I mean, I just had grocery money and money for rent, which I got the Sabbath before I left. Um, I went and testified at Brooklyn Faith that I want to go to Oakwood and I feel okay. a sense of God's calling. Man, I, I had like 50 bucks. I couldn't even buy my Greyhound ticket. And that oh. church raised an offering that Sabbath morning for a thousand and fifty dollars. Wow! And and that's how I went the Sabbath before. Okay. Um, and I got it. Let me tell you, I didn't, I didn't pay anything in my one year at Oakwood. I had to pay them after I left. I God just kept opening doors. Someone, someone wrote a check and and they said to the school, "Look, I'm covering for him, but don't cash this check." Oh, wow. Because all of us would be embarrassed. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Just miracle after miracle. 
Um, and the same thing at Oakwood, you know, the teachers, I was the first blind student, so they didn't know what to do. And I didn't tell them. Uh, I just said, just give me good grades and let me out of your class. <laughs> um, and, and the Lord, the Lord just, he just opened doors. Got you. Got you. Wow. And, and so, so Elizabeth, you, um, you grew up in Canada. And um, so how did you find uh, this fella from Trinidad that had such a journey and now he went to Oakwood here in the United yeah. States. How, how did you guys meet? This got to be a very interesting part of the story. Mercy. Okay. Well, I'm going to go back um, some years to where, um, because it really was God. So I wanted to um, share how that started. Um, so I told you that I went to Canadian University College. Um, my third year there, I, um, I actually had... Um, an audible voice, God speaking to me. And that was like one of the first times he's spoken to me like that saying, I have a man for you. And I was kind of in, it just was randomly out of the blue. <laughs> I was studying and I heard this voice and I, I ignored it at first. And then it said it again. Um, and so, you know, God and I kind of had our little moment of talking that out and stuff. Um, wow. so I, you know, I surrendered that to God. I'm like, okay. Um, Having heard that, I thought, well, you know, this is going to happen maybe in the next year or something. You know, you know, you go to university and that's where you think, oh, that's where you were going to meet your sweetheart. <laughs> right. Um, so anyways, um, also at um, university there, I met um, many people there. One of those people was um, Renee. And um, we kind of stayed in touch over the years. Um, she was also studying to be a teacher at the time, too. Um, so from there, um, 13 years later, although through, during those 13 years, many times I questioned and like, it, did I really hear God and you know, what's going on here? And, right. you know, and, and sometimes I would put myself out there a little bit and be like, okay, let's try this guy or, you know, let's, but you know, <laughs> I'd be doing it in prayer and still wondering about it, whatever. Um, and, um, Anyways, come 13 years later, I had um, with the Canadian Univer um, Canadian Conference, we had a teachers convention, mm. and it was to go to go um, to the uh, go on a cruise to the Bahamas. So we okay. um, so going back now to this friend Renee, she was also teaching, and we decided that hey, let's go and. Um, you know, we'll sign up together as being kind of roommates for on the cruise and everything. So they had us, um, you know, flying out together and everything. And so we um, flew out to Orlando and she said, oh, I have um, some friends I'm meeting there. You know, you want to come and hang out too? And so I said, sure. Um, and um, she actually didn't have a phone number for the States, but I had taken my cell phone and um, so she had given that phone number to the friend of hers and, um, <laughs> anyway, so, um, I actually, when we arrived there, I was very tired. I had just moved. I had bought my first condo, my first, my own place going from renting to owning. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I was tired and everything. And then when I got there, I thought, nah, I don't want to go with them. I'll probably just go up to the room or whatever. Um, but anyways, comes out, we meet the friend and the friend happened to be this man. Right Hallelujah. Here. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and so, you know, we went up and we freshened up and that, and I was kind of like, Oh, should I go? Should I not? And, um, 
anyway, so I decided to, I'm like, oh, well, you know, why not? You know, otherwise I'm here in the room by myself and I need to eat. So, um, so I went, um, and Dexter, I think you should go back and tell from your beginnings five years earlier. Yeah. So, <laughs> in, so I, picture. I was a terrible single person. I, I didn't, I didn't do singleness well. Okay. Um, I was just so broken. Um, you know, and so much of my, my growing up, I just felt like a reject. I felt mm. like a nobody, you know, I, I said a lot of awful things to myself about myself. And, um, right. and those things affect you, man, your yeah, self-talk yeah. really mm -hmm. affect you. If you keep feeding yourself with garbage, then you'll believe it. Mm. Um, so I really thought I was a nobody. And um, so I was very desperate when it came to relationships. You know, from the time I go to a church to, to speak, you know, I pull the, the, the pastor aside. No, no, no single woman here, brethren. Wow. You know, wow. Um, so just, just real bad, right. just real bad. And so back in 2010, um, Renee, who, who became my, who became my friend you know, a few years earlier, because I went preaching and Renee worked at that place where I was preaching. Um, and I just called her randomly. I'm like, you don't have any single friends you could connect me with? You know, because, I mean, Renee is a Jamaican lady living in Vancouver. I'm like, wow, oh. you're living among all these white people. Interesting. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you have no friends? So she started making a list. Mm. And, I, you know, I started crossing out names. I'm like, nope, nope, wow. I don't like the size. Nope, not like this. And then she came to Elizabeth and she's like, she might make you a good, good person. Mm. Um, I'm like, so I'm like, yeah, hook me up. She said, well, let me, let me think about it first. And then she came back. She said, well, you know, somebody told me that Ellen White said you shouldn't be a matchmaker. Wow. I'm like, oh. Ellen okay. White don't know me. Ellen, <laughs> Ellen White wasn't talking about me. <laughs> why, are you, why are you saying that mess? <laughs> and... Um, uh, so she refused. She's like, nope, I'm not gonna do it. So I'm like, I'm like, forget you. Wow. So I I so so Dawn, this is where the truth comes <laughs> comes back. I started stalking Elizabeth online. Oh. You know? I I because Reddy had told me her name already. Okay. So okay. I I I messenger her on Facebook, I private messenger her, I wrote on her wall, zero response. Wow. Three months later I did it again, and then my friend said to me. He's like, Dex, be careful. These, these white women will call the police on you. I'm like, okay, that's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. So that was it. So, so, you know, after six months or so, I gave up. And I, you know, I just kind of put her out of my mind. But I, I wasn't interested in Elizabeth per se. Mm. I was just interested in the ideal of what I think a wife should have done. Oh, you know, wasn't even interested right. in a relationship, right. just the idea of a wife. So just really broken, messed up. And then in 15, 2015, I made this huge, huge decision, man. I, I, I did a Abraham kind of thing where I totally surrendered this whole relationship thing to God. I'm like, God, even if you leave me single for the rest of my life, I'm game. I'm game. Mm. And I was really genuine. Right. I have found that, right. that a lot of times when I totally give up on what I want. Like even with Oakwood, mm -hmm. I didn't know how I'm going to get in. And I said, God, I'm look, if you just want me to knock on doors for nothing for the rest of my life, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. And from the time I surrendered and say, you'll be senior manager. He just started to open doors. 
And something similar happened with, with this experience where I said, God, I've been too broken. And I even went on a single Sabbath. I went on a fast where, you know, for a couple of months, right. I wasn't, don't, don't recommend nobody. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not chasing nobody. Mm -hmm. um, nothing, nothing. I just really, really wanted to be serious and just purge my heart of all the brokenness and all the desperation mm -hmm. so that um, when Rene, uh, so, so what was happening at that time also is I started really going out of my way to bless my friends, okay. which is something I, I, I hadn't been doing, right. you know, so that January, my, my buddy was flying from Alabama to Trinidad. I went to Miami airport, took him and his, his daughter out. Um, the July, I went to Antigua for a little family vacation. Right. And I took a suitcase to my friend that lives in Montserrat, took a ferry over. Oh, I just nice. really wanted to be there for my friends, right. you know, mm -hmm. um, and start giving. So that when Renee said she was coming to through Florida to the Bahamas, I'm like, hey, let me take you out for breakfast and, and dinner. Oh, you know, okay. so I went all the way to Orlando just okay. to take her out for breakfast and dinner. On that, that same journey, it started 10 months earlier where God was teaching me, just, just give, just give to your friends. Just, just pour yourself out to your friends. Mm. And um, a few weeks before Renee came, she said, oh, by the way, I have a, um, a, a cabin mate on the cruise ship, um, Elizabeth. In my mind, I'm like, Elizabeth? <laughs> okay. I think I know that name. Right. And she's like, could she come along? And she's, I'm like, yeah, sure. And then while they were on the plane, Renny said, well, I, I don't have American minutes. Um, and, and she gave me Elizabeth's number. Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> Easy like Sunday morning, baby. Wow. And that was it. We met and um, we, I, I, we clicked. And, um, you know, we, 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 we went from there. Amen. Yeah, actually on our first, um, that evening when we had dinner together, um, I, I don't know, a, a thought ran through my mind. I'm like, oh, this is somebody I could marry, not knowing that that would actually happen. One year later. <laughs> but I, I think it was, I don't know, somehow I, his personality or whatever, I thought that that would click. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Wow. You see, how, you see how you all bring people to life when you ask them their romantic business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you're telling your testimony, man. Exactly, you're telling exactly. your testimony. So, I'm um, just jumping in again because what he was saying reminded me um, of something. Also, how I, um, you know, I right before I, th I don't know if it was a year before or so. Um, I can't remember exactly, but I started. Um, reading a book a friend recommended to me and I, I think it's yeah it's called your knight in shining armor and what it is is about you know making God <coughs> your first love and mm -hmm. so I kind of went on that journey right. of just mm -hmm. surrendering and making God my first love and so that's why you know when I when we when I look back and reflect on our story I often think you know like we could have met you know those five years earlier or whatever but you know I don't think you know, God knew what was best and he was preparing us right. for, right. for this marriage then. So, wow. Amen. Amen. And, um, and Elizabeth, you had to make, um, you moved to the United States. Tell us about that journey. Um, I heard a little bit about that story already, Please. but you know, tell us about the transition. Yeah. So it still is a bit of a journey <laughs> to be honest. I'd be lying if it wasn't. Mm. Um, but really, um, so yeah, um, I had, like I had said before, I bought my first condo and, you know, I really had established myself. I was 
teaching at a school for 11 years. And, um, and so that, you know, I had my career pretty set up and, you know, my community of friends and family. Um, and so, so yeah, that was, a you know, I made that decision, um, and, you know, coming over here, but it's, it's been like a, definitely a transition and something that I'm, you know, I'm continually growing in, um, and God's been opening and, and showing me ways of helping me to grow through it. Um, uh, because it is, all of that really is kind of like a loss in a sense, um, mm. you know, a, a loss of what life was before mm -hmm. and not that this life now is anything bad or whatever, but it's just, you know, it's a, it's a change yeah, right. yeah. and, right. and the old life I had before, you know, I had to address that and still kind of, I guess, grieve it in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, I, and, I, um, so it's been, but God's been, you know, working through that, you know, once right. I had Eliza, you know, it allowed me to go in to mommy groups and that and I've been able to meet other moms who you know I still am in touch with now and we connect and we even the, during this time of COVID we still are in connection you know right, right. online and everything um and so that has really helped so it's been like this you know a process of building up now a new community um so where I live and grew up it you know it was outside of Vancouver but it um and it's a city, but it wasn't, you know, like a huge big city, you know, right. you could right. drive like five minutes and, you know, you're in the country kind of thing. And, um, really my first year of teaching, I actually lived, I did live way out. I had moved then to a place called Creston and I actually Boondocks. had, I had a bear come right to my living room wow. window and look inside wow. of the house. So, wow. you know, I was used to more of that kind of, well, not that so much. I wasn't too excited about a bear <laughs> looking in my house. But, right. <laughs> but more of the calmer, quiet light. Right. Um, we're coming here, you know, it's suddenly big roads, big highways, big city mm. life. And, you know, and it's, it's different, um, definitely, um, to what I'm used to. But I feel that you know, in little ways, God is still, um, giving me that, that the things that ground me, I guess, I guess, and like I connect with God and through nature and I, and I love to hear the birds singing and the community we live in, actually, there's some lakes right around here. Um, and like to Liz and I, we often go walking out there and we'll just sit there by the lake and we'll look at the ducks and the other birds that are around. And that, right. you know, just gives me that peace quiet so um it's taken me a while though to to see that i guess um and it's actually just been re recently that i've been like oh yes okay god's giving this mm -hmm. part of nature for me to find my peace and quiet right. um so um as well you know finding you know like coming from the west coast to the east coast <laughs> um has been different too just a different mentality in some ways um Yes. Um, so, you know, things are a little um, more environmental on the uh, West Coast. And so, you know, finding a store for me here was something that I needed that like a grocery store that looked somewhat familiar to me, like having a bulk section or I don't know, that maybe sounds silly, but um, I just needed some of those familiar things to help me through also. Um, yeah. So um, as well, you know, I've been 
I still, even though I'm making a lot of new friends, you know, I still stay in touch, of course, with my old friends. And um, God really blessed me with some friends who who are spiritually grounded and who've helped me process through things um, and who've helped me to focus my attention, you know, like on having a gratitude journal or, you know, looking for things that you're grateful for. And um, so I've really appreciated that, um, having that connection too. So... Right. So Dexter, we, you left Oakwood. Where did you go after Oakwood? So from Oakwood, I just followed everybody to Andrews. They have a clue what to do with my life. <laughs> um, uh, that's, that's just the real truth. Let me tell you, I, you know, some older people, like Colin, I like hearing you brag about your new age group. Because, mm -hmm. man, I don't ever want to go back younger. I right. was, I was right. upside down. I was, I was dumb. I don't want to go. I was lost. You know, I like this phase of my life. I'm so settled. I'm grounded. Mm -hmm. I feel so much peace. Yeah. Um, so I just followed people to Andrews. And after facing the winter in Andrews, I'm like, mm, this is not the call of Jesus. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I did not hear his voice. I heard an echo. So when, when I was looking for doctoral programs, uh -huh. I didn't even look at the quality of the school. My criteria was warm. Mm. And, and I knew nothing about the States really. But that's how I ended up in California. Right. I was just looking oh, for a warm okay. place. And I okay. saw that, um, you know, there they, they was warm there. So I showed up without knowing anybody. Um, and that was, it felt like moving from Trinidad, you know, um, went to Berkeley, California. It's as liberal as crazy. I showed up to church that first Sabbath. The praise and worship leader, dude is in a jeans with a sweatshirt, you know, and this is, you know, all conservative Caribbean me, right? Right. And I'm right. thinking to myself, why doesn't the pastor talk to this guy? Oh, wow. Come to find out that, that was the pastor. <laughs> that was... Wow. But wow. It, yeah, so, it, it, so California was a big cultural wake, awakening, as mm -hmm. it were. Um, and, and, but it's, it's what I needed at that season of my life for where God wants to take me. Mm. Um, so that was, that was a powerful move also. I just, just felt led. So what did you learn when you went to California? I, I think to embrace diversity. Mm. Um, and the other thing I learned is I, you, education really should make you more humble. I, mm. I, I know why people become prideful. Mm -hmm. I think it's a self-esteem thing mm -hmm. when they become educated. But real education should make you humble because the more you learn is the more you know how much you don't know. Right. And so that's one of the things. And, and I think the, the, the whole idea of Adventism mm -hmm. became more practical to me than any other time in my life. I, right. I, I'm sometimes shocked when a lot of our pastors go to these non-Adventist institutions and mm -hmm. they lose their way. I went to the most liberal. I mean, Friday nights would be Bible and Bear. That was their Friday night study. Right. Wow. Um, so I went to these institutions, but to me, it grounded me more mm -hmm. in our beliefs than when than before. You know, it made me see how practical we are. It made me see how biblical we are, um, and I just fell deeper in love with Christ right. and the tenets of our faith right. more than before because of you know such exposure. Nice, nice, wow. nice. Wow. 
So you guys, you guys have a beautiful ministry together now. Um, yes. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about your, your comment there ministry, what you guys are doing now in 2020, especially during COVID. Mm. I know you have, your testimony continued through COVID. We, you know, you, it affected you guys and your business a lot. Uh, so tell us how you were able to, um, to see yourself through that and how God saw you through that and how you overcame. That's you, Liz. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you didn't call her name, man. <laughs> it's, um, it's for both of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, I guess at the beginning of COVID, um, I was looking for um, for something for Taliza. Like, our, you know, like, okay, we don't have church now, so how do we make Sabbaths kind of a special day or something different and set apart and... Um, so, you know, I, um, I know somebody um, back home, she was doing something with her girls. They were doing on Facebook Live, kind of like some singing and that. So we started to join that. Um, and then we also were doing, um, during the week, um, one of the mom groups that I was part of, they started doing it online too. Um, and so I was like, oh, I think that this is, you know, we could, you know, does our church have a, you know, we have cradle roll at church, but they weren't doing it on Zoom. Oh, okay. And so I was okay. thinking, well, you know, th this is how they're doing it. And, you know, it's not, Taliza was engaged, you know, they were singing songs and she enjoyed that and seeing the little kids. And I know screen time is a concern and it is for me. We really right. limit that. Right. Um but so, you know, well, this is the best we can do right now to get some interaction with other kids. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, so I kind of went in my mind like, yeah, I'm okay. You know, this is maybe something I could do. But I kind of pushed it away a little bit. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm, God has to really tell me a couple of times. I don't know. Um, anyway, so then finally, I'm like, and with Dexter, he's like, yeah, you should do it. So I was like, okay. So, um, I, you know, I contacted them at the church and that and they were all, yeah, all excited about it. So we were like, yes, let's go ahead and start this. So right away that Sabbath, and I pulled him into it. <laughs> um, so we do um, beginner Sabbath school. And um, we, I, I don't know, that's just really a highlight for me. And it's, um, right. I really look forward to it every week. And, it, right. and it's been, it's made our Sabbath different now. It's a special day. It's like a family day together. Amen. We are, Amen. we've created now, you know, a community of, um, really we have many people from all over who join our class mm -hmm. um so we've created our own beginner zoom class online um nice. and it's been a real blessing and and taliza it's been a blessing for her i love it that she during the week now she loves to sing sabbath is a happy day and mm -hmm. she knows now you know the how sabbath is a special day and a different day so Amen. yeah i i am i am so blown away by liz and how she allowed God to use her. I was just telling her mm -hmm. um, yesterday, I said, Liz, you're, you're a great leader, mm. you know? And of course she's downplaying it, right? Okay. But she's, re she's really a great leader because God put the idea in her head. She followed through mm. and the amount of lives that has been touched, the amount of unchurched Amen. people, Absolutely. a quarter of our attendees are unchurched people. Some oh, of them, wow. Amen. hardly believe in Amen. Christianity, Amen. you know, some of them haven't stepped foot in a church in 20 years. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I have an attorney couple that, that came a couple of times. She grew up Adventist until she was 10 or something like that. 
you know, and remember those right. Sabbath is a happy day song oh, and so right, on. Right. So I'm I'm really I'm really pleased that that Liz heard the call and and people are being blessed. And from the time she, it's amazing. You know, I, I tell people you start a ministry when you have a leader that's passionate and when you have a team. Mm. And and Liz started it. She spoke to the children's ministry, people at church. And then Michelle Gunning, she said, Hey, well, I could co-teach with you. Right, and and we right. could, you know, we could, we could, um, what do you call it? One Sabbath, you yeah, do the other alternate. Sabbath. We could alternate, alternate. Right. you know? Yes. So God, God not only gave her the passion, but he also gave her a team. Right. Mm. Yeah. And, and then now, now she's ramped up, moved to another level, mm. um, where she now has midweek cradle roll. Oh, How about wow. that? Really? <laughs> wow. Nice. Wow. Yes. So what, so what what day what day Wednesdays on Wednesdays you do it yeah on Wednesday mornings we do um it's also like a singing and I tell a story and um and then we do we include a craft in there so it's a little bit different than the um than Sabbath um nice. and and yeah it's it's actually I've got a I first was feeling out there but I got a very positive response and quite a few people showed up and and um. I don't know. I think it's another way to kind of um, get people who maybe feel uncomfortable with the church part. I don't know. Uh, so, and and it's also been good for the moms um, yeah. to yeah. be able to just kind of talk to each, um, you know, as, like as a, a mom with, yeah, it's kind of like that. Nice. So while the kids nice. are doing a craft, we talk and um, I don't know, I just felt like I should be getting a, a hot cup of tea to drink. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, I, I wasn't expecting it to be that way, but um, you know, I guess God has bigger plans. I really wasn't interested in, in pastoring, even though I did all those theology degrees. I, I, I did a degree in systematic theology to set me up to, to be a professor. Mm. Um, but when I got out to California doing my um, working, trying to work on a PhD, it, um, it became, I, it became lonesome and I hated traveling to do all these revivals because now I had to fly back to the East coast, which, which, you know, all my connections were there. And, um, so I joined this homeless ministry and I started, you know, feeding and networking with the homeless, started a church for homeless people. And okay. because of that work I was doing, I got hired. I got hired as a pastor. Wow. They're like, Whoa, we love what you're doing with the homeless. Um, you know, why don't you, you know, come on board? Okay. So I, I was, the point I was making is like Elizabeth is finding much fulfillment where she's connecting with moms, you know, from around the world, literally, because we've had people from France, Trinidad, Canada, um, wow. you know, Texas, Maryland, you know, just calling and connect and it's just blessing their lives. So she's been, God has just filled her you know he that waters shall be watered amen 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 so 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 dexter um we're wrapping up soon but um tell us about your book <laughs> i mean oh yeah man thank thank th th thank you let's let's i did a shameless plug for myself you're a christian <laughs> and, a gentleman, and there are only two of us left thank you so much <laughs> So, so th this, I have been, I have been studying the Bible through motivating themes for the past number of years. Mm. And, um, the reason is God for me is real practical. God for me is real practical. So I, I look in the Bible for answers to everyday challenges. Like right now, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have all this, I have a lot of work to do before we're launching a couple of projects, right? So there's a lot, a lot of detailed work, right? And which, which is not my strength. And the book I'm reading to, to minister and give me strength through the, the, the grunt work right. is the book of Joshua. Okay. Because look, God gave them the promise. He said, it's yours. Now go get it. Right. Now go do the dirty work, get in the trenches and get it. Mm. Uh, so that book is relevant to this season I'm in right now in my life. Right. Like, like when I was launching this, this ministry project with this new book, it's a cause that I want to fight for. And so the book I started reading that spoke to that area of my life at that point was Ezra. And the theme I used was a cause greater than survival. So I read, I read the book of Esther, Ezra, sorry. And I was looking at what, what are some elements that give people strength when they're fighting for a cause that's bigger than just paying their bills. Because right. these people left their life in Susa, right. moved back to old rundown Jerusalem yeah. to rebuild. You know, and so to the, so the theme for me in Joshua is growing your grit through grunt work. Okay. And I'm reading Joshua asking, what are the tips he's giving me to handle the, the boredom, the monotony, the day in and day out of having to go get something God already told you is yours. Right. And, and so, so what I did is I came up with 66 themes like that for every book of the Bible so that people don't have to go do that work. Mm. I did it for you. Oh, wow. And I show you how there's a motivating theme that is relevant to something you are going through mm. in your life from every book of the Bible. And I put it in a daily devotional. And um, so this is a, this, I've never done a project like this, um, Colin and Dawn, never, mm. where I'm, I'm, I'm pre-selling a couple of copies. I'm having people just order copies in advance. Mm-hmm. I take the money that they pre-order the books. I print the books. I pay for the editors. And then we offer a digital online version for absolutely free. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So people could sign up, go to innovativeoutreach.com, innovativeoutreach.com, pre-order your, your copy of Discovering Hope in 66 Places. Discovering Hope in 66 Places, a practical, sorry, a, um, a daily practical motivation, motivational um, themes through every book of the Bible. And I think it's going to be blessed. And then come middle of this month, end of this month, we're going to release it free um, digitally to everybody. So guys, I really want you all to share it and just be blessed. Let the word of God fill you. Let it give you hope. Let it captivate your interest, your heart, and just draw you closer to Jesus. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. We're we're definitely going to pre-order our book. Definitely. Yep. You know, you know, Dexter, that sounds like um, that, that's the, the, the book version to my testimony. Yes. Yes, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's all the stories in the Bible. It's all of those um, stories in the Bible. And, and um, God put those stories in the Bible for us, as you say, for us to learn. And whatever we're going through, there's a story in the Bible that, that we can relate to. You know, Absolutely. so, yeah. So, yep. So, uh, guys. This has been this has been very very fulfilling. It just has. to yeah wow. yeah my um <laughs> my stomach is filled right now with excitement from hearing these stories today. Really? So I just want to um thank you guys again so much for coming on and sharing your testimony, mm. God's goodness you know um throughout you guys throughout your life, life. 
and yeah. um, everything that you've been through. And um, just uh, just pray that God will continue to bless your ministry. Absolutely. Both of you, um, Elizabeth, what you're doing here with the moms, awesome. man, that is just, awesome. oh my awesome. goodness. Mm-hmm. And um, I can see how God has really, um, you know, he took his time and put you guys together. Yeah. You know, Amen. And that's such a beautiful, mm-hmm. that, that's a very beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And um, what God has put together, let no man what? Put asunder. Put asunder. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. <laughs> So all right so um so dawn you pray all right right, let's pray loving father thank you so much for this testimony what an amazing journey to see how your hand has been in the midst of their lives continuously and showing them each step and showing them how to do each step is a great Mm. reminder for all of us that once we trust in you god we are we can truly be successful because you have put that success in front of us Mm -hmm. and it's just up to us to go and just as Dector said to just go and do it Mm -hmm. go and do Mm -hmm. our part of the work so help us lord to remain faithful to you help us to be able to see you working in our hearts and in our minds so that we can truly be connected with you and really be ready to meet you is our prayer in jesus name amen amen so again, you know, thank you again, uh, Dexter and Liz and Taliza. She was, she, she's, she's been wonderful. Hey, Taliza. Hi, Taliza. Say hi. <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't tear up. She didn't tear up the joint like she wanted no, to. She did wonderful. She did a great job. She did a great job. Yeah. So, so God bless you guys again, and, and thank you again for sharing your testimony with us today. Thank you so much.